Dearest son of the barren quail, I received your letter and I worry not. I know you and your squad are strong and brave. The spoils of victory will sharpen your resolve to defeat for future foes. Mother Bear. I hope this letter finds you well. I write to you with great concern as members of the Indiana 11th Volunteers have challenged us to a battle at sundown on Sunday. As you know, tensions have been high between our two groups for quite some time now, and it seems like this is the inevitable outcome. I must admit, I'm filled with both fear and excitement at the prospect of this battle. On one hand, I fear for the safety of my comrades and myself. On the other hand, I'm excited to finally put an end to this conflict and prove our worth on the battlefield. Rest assured, Mother, I will do everything in my power to ensure the safety of myself and my fellow soldiers. We've been training for this moment for months, and I have every confidence in our abilities. My dearest Ray Bear, your enthusiasm for this battle has made me proud. Although we know of one defector in the ranks, Douglas, your troops shall easily suppress his shots and render him defenseless. He shall miss the target and your squad will stymie him as he tries to reload. Please let the squad know that we are all pulling for you and shall engage in meritorious cheers from our positions nearby. Always, Mother Bear. Means me that I must share troubling news about today. The captain of the Phoenix Company, Solomon Asante, has reinforced the Indiana 11th for this campaign. His dishonest fist brought the devil's wrath upon us three years hence. It must be difficult for you to hear, but I want you to know that I'm doing what I believe is right. I will fight with honor and courage, and I will make you proud. With love and respect, Rave Bear, 13th Tower Bridge Battalion. Dearest Rave Bear, when you were just a young scout, your troop captains taught young warriors to dismiss worries and move forward as one in the quest for victories. Let the lessons of past anguish fuel your desire to hit all your targets as you battle this foe. The devil himself must be taught a lesson as we defend our fortress. Signed, Mother Bear. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about Sac Republic's win yesterday, 3-1 against Indy 11 in a game that could have been more than three goals, but that actually did help us see Russell Cicerone get his first ever hat-trick with us, a much-deserved hat-trick, probably should have happened, I think, a while back, but I was really glad that by the end of the match, he was able to get his third goal. Coach didn't sign him out early on, so we'd be able to actually see him get the hat trick there. And it's been a while since we've seen a Sac Republic player get a hat trick. In fact, it's actually been since 2019, the last time that we saw a player in the Old Glory Red get a hat trick. So congratulations to Russell, and we're really excited to see all the many goals he's going to continue to score in the season. And why not, you know, try and be the top scorer of the USL. So. Let's go ahead and introduce our guests here tonight. First, before I go over to Old Grove, I'm going to go over to Jorge Gutierrez, who is our special co-host, uh, taking over Jared, who is still in Las Vegas right now, and we hope you're having a blast over there, Jared. But 
Welcome to Stay of the Republic, Jorge. How's it going? Thank you, Rigo. Thank you. I'm really, really happy to be part of this podcast with uh, Sharon and, and yourself. Really excited. We're always really excited to get Psych Republic fans here on the podcast, especially another fan like yourself who's been a fan of the team for a while and um, looking forward to hearing your take on yesterday's match. Well, what's funny is you said before you throw it over to Elk Grove, guess who lives in Elk Grove? Jorge. So you threw it oh. over to Elk Grove perfectly, Luis. <laughs> we both live in Elk Grove. As a matter of fact, I know exactly where Jorge lives. And yes, thank you, Jorge, for having Sharpies. He and I have inside jokes because he's very close friends with Keko. As a matter of fact, they have a little, uh, 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 what do you say, a business camp slash uh, soccer venture together. Oh, i yeah, there, we'll get to promo that today. They're very close friends. And so uh, periodically, Jorge is definitely his son, Christian, always gets on the field with Leo because they're, they're buddies. But after the matches, Jorge goes on the field, but he always turns around to me and he goes, he always asks me, hey, you want my autograph? <laughs> well, you have like 25 Sharpies on your back. So I was like, she has a lot of Sharpies. I have Sharpies. Anyhow, so Luis, <laughs> I'm doing great. Happy Mother's Day. It's been a great day for me so far. And I think everybody else has had a chance if you, you know, if they have a parent to be able to express their love for their maternal, you know, their mom or, you know, whoever it is that in their life that, you know, they would celebrate Mother's Day with. So hopefully that's been a great, great day for everybody. Luis, how are you doing? I'm doing good, especially after a 3-1 win yesterday. You know, that helped us out with the cup situation and all that went down and... (laughs) Uh, I, I guess my only complaint about yesterday and me not being there at the stadium personally, but feeling for all of y'all who were going to the stadium is the little situation there with the college Expo and the parking and multiple events going on. And that could have been done a little bit differently, maybe more properly planned considering there's multiple events. We know how crowded it gets when you're trying to exit the freeway. But You're too nice. Yeah. You're too nice. As one fan wrote, and I sent you a picture, <laughs> Cal Expo <laughs> the sheets yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's a good way to put it, too. I mean, you know, whenever I, I get in that mood, it's because I'm complaining about the referees. But yeah, that's true. They they, they screwed uh, up pretty bad. <laughs> oh, it was it was the worst screw up I think I've ever seen Cal Expo do. The state fair parking is so much easier than what they did to us yesterday. They totally blew it. They had no clue that they were going to get that many attendees to the sack foodie uh, thingy, whatever it was. <laughs> and the idiots that were part of that went to it. I'm sorry. You might be my friends who went to sack foodie, whatever it's called, foodie land. But you don't know how to drive, number one. Number two, you do not know how to exit a venue. And number three, yeah, Cal Expo sheets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed 27 the, minutes of a match. Yeah, I missed the first it, two it, goals. It was it was really bad. It was really bad. Like I think the last time I I went through something similar, but I knew of the event. It was aftershock, which is coming up in August again, and that's another mm-hmm. event that that is gonna is gonna create panic at the exit position because the shuttles, all the bosses that uses the parking space to create all that. I don't even know if we have a home game during that time, but I remember that the last time that happened. It was crazy too. Parking just get good point. Just back. And public transit sucks at you know Cal Expo, so you can't even count on any relief that way. It's like 
Come on, everybody who's going to go to an event at Cal Expo, ride a bike. Let us get into our parking spots. <laughs> Take a bow, <laughs> park by the river. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Anyhow, I know you want to talk about the game, Luis Urbano, but first things first. What do we do first? We do colossal gratitude. So, Sharon, do us the honor as usual. <laughs> and now, one of my favorite segments, Galazas of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some galazas of gratitude. And you know, I'm just going to jump right in as I usually do after the introduction. For my galazas of gratitude, first one goes to Jorge, who's on with us tonight. He, he is filling in for Jared at the last minute. I was literally, oh, if any of my friends are highway patrol, don't shoot me. But I was literally setting everything up using voice texting on my phone as I'm driving home from my Mother's Day event with my mom. And I'm like, I have to set up the Zoom. <laughs> and I had to like ask Jorge, would you please join us? And he said yes. So he's, uh, and he's in between two events. Appreciate him jumping on like nobody's business. Thank you, Jorge. That's my first one. The second one is, and I don't know if anybody else saw it, but in section 105, there was a guy after Russell Cicerone scored his hat trick right after the third goal, some dude threw his ball cap out on the field, which is a tradition in soccer that when somebody gets a hat trick, you throw your hat out or you throw it on the field. Well, I have to props to that guy. He knew exactly what to do. He knew what was going on, but our director of soccer operations might not have been as clued in as to why a hat ended up on the field. And you could tell he stormed over through that underneath the bleachers, you know, as though he was upset. (laughs) It was like, no, dude, that's a thing in soccer. You throw the hat on the field when a dude gets a hat trick. Anywho, guy got his hat back. Everybody applauded him. It was a good thing. Sac Republic made good. This is my third one. Sac Republic made good on the mess up that Cal Expo caused by sending us an email last night, season ticket holders or anybody who checked in, we now got comps. We've got a comp, a ticket to a game, a comp drinks, a comp parking. So Luis Urbano, let's pick a date. You can have it all um, because I'm, I'm good. And then finally to the chat group that we're in, who was giving us all the heads up on where to park or not where to park, but where to get in, how to get in. What's the best lane to be in? Uh, where, how bad the parking situation was inside? And I have to hand it to our chat group, Luis Urbano. That group saved a lot of us from overstressing, if you know what I mean. We were stressed to begin with, but it helped. So that's those are my galazas of gratitude. Jorge, what you got? Yes. I have it. I don't know if it's secret. Let's go over the parking real quick. So there's a special hospital. I don't know if it's a hospital. They're like uh, offices from Mercy, I think. It's right across the freeway, but a lot of people can just park there, and all you have to do is a five-minute walk to the stadium. Um, you save $50 parking, and you get a little bit of exercise going to the stadium. And, I mean, that's another, you know, good thing people should start kind of thinking about when situations like this happen. You know, don't feel like you have to get up on exposition uh, east. You can always go west, too, and go around the, the hotels. And I think there's a couple of hotels there. And just park there, you know, and then, like I said, it's a five-minute walk. And, um, you know, that's what I ended up doing. And like I say, I was walking towards the stadium and I can literally tell my family, hey, stop, National Anthem is on. <laughs> and then we kept walking after that. So 
Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, that's what I ended up doing. I was able to attest uh, all the goals, you know. But yeah, no, it, it was it was a, a good game, good match, you know. Um, a lot of new things. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we were missing somebody in the sideline for the Sacramento Republic. I don't know if you guys heard the news about Luke. Nope, the uh, training trainer, the fitness coach. Oh yeah, Luke, he wasn't there. Yeah, so he's having surgery tomorrow. He broke his knee during uh, uh, Friday's uh, training. Um, so let's, let's keep um, on the pray for him and hopefully he has to recover so he can get back to the sideline. So for those who don't know who is Luke, Luke is the, I think is the physical therapy, the trade trainer, I think. Strength and conditioning coach. You're right. So yeah, of gratitude to in advance to the surgeons is what you're saying, you know, to hold him in high regard to, uh, help him get through this. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, that's, that those are important pieces. Thank you. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. I don't know. Like I say, it, it, it was a good match. I, I was able to be one of my son's uh, soccer league there. Uh, so it was fun. Then with those little kids, you know, I was sharing for the team. Excellent. Good stuff. Luis, what do you got for Galazos of Gratitude? Uh, first one goes out to you, Sharon, for sharing that parking pass on a future match, which <laughs> I think I might be using it for the uh, match on the 20th against Oakland Roots, because I think that game is going to be good. And uh, I'm likely going to be there so it'll be used right away <laughs> <laughs> and then okay. yeah the next one like you mentioned already Sharon and we mentioned this over and over again right it's our group chat that we have going on because it seems like it's growing right we've added some more and more people and you know the more fans that you know become our friends the more we just keep adding on to there and it just benefits everyone in so many different ways to have communication that way and you know, for all the fans who go to games and you don't really know that many people, if you want to be our friends, just let us know. <laughs> and, you know, we would be, you know, glad to help you out and, you know, introduce you to all the community, all the amazing fans that go to the games. And let me tell you, Sharon, it's just been a whole different experience just going to games and knowing more people and being able to be in that group chat with all that communication, because I can only imagine, you know, all the people that might not really have that many friends that just go to games and kind of do that back and forth. Like I did myself for a few years at the beginning, how frustrating it is when you're, you know, driving, you're stuck in traffic, you have no idea what's going on and you don't have anyone who give you that heads up to, you know, take another route, go another way around. So that way, you know, you don't miss like the first half of the match. So great job. And, you know, making that group and, you know, adding more people, I think it's been really great and just continues to grow there. But, of course, if anyone wants to join Sacramento Soccer Fans, we do share stuff on there as well. So that's, like, a bigger group, right? But, you know, that, that is another option. And people do share, you know, important updates on there as well. So that's on Facebook for anyone who wants to join. And, uh, yeah, other than that, also, a colossal gratitude out to Tina for giving me her prediction. I know, you know, I didn't get any points this week, but really appreciate, you know, giving us that prediction as well as the other two proxies with Sharon and Jared's as well, because, you know, it's always awesome to have someone else pick our predictions and then have fun seeing if it works out. If it doesn't work out, hey, it's all good because it's just a little fun game, even though we really take it seriously sometimes here. It's all fun and games after all. And, you know, we're just doing this just for a dinner, which uh, I got mine already. So if I lose this one, all good. I'll give it to Sharon or Jared because uh, 
it, it feels good to win it already once, right? And to have the trophy here for a whole but year. It's not even June. It's not even June. We still have a whole <laughs> season left to unpack. You know, here he is. Here Luis is starting to lament, you know, losing because he didn't get any points this last weekend. But yeah, I got a shout out to to John. We almost had the right score. Had we figured in the 11 to get one goal, right? You know, I would have had, I got our score correct. Thank you, John but not the Indy 11-0 goose egg that we were hoping for. Damn it. Danny Vidiolo wanted a clean sheet. He did not get the nice hotel clean sheets at the Hilton. Yeah, that would have been good. And yeah. one more colossal gratitude actually out to the Stockton Cargo, who yesterday won their game 3-2, and it was really amazing. It was an epic comeback. They were down 2-0 at halftime, and they managed to score three goals in the second half. So great stuff by them. You know, getting those three goals, it's never easy when you're losing by two at halftime to, you know, get the tie, let alone score three goals and get the win. So great stuff for them. I'm really happy for Lee and everyone else there on the team because it's really great to have a win, especially, you know, in your second game and, you know, up to a good start there. The women. Woo! Yeah. And also the California Storm, they are going to begin their season in about a week. So just, you know, check exactly. their social media schedule. Eight o'clock at- at eight o'clock at night next Sunday. Ooh, hey, perfect time too. I mean, at that time you're most likely in much better weather than you are if you play midday. So, you know, go enjoy a game there. Maybe see Sharon since uh, she's a season ticket holder now for them, right? So, yes, I am. So we're looking forward to hearing the updates and how their season goes as well. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about yesterday's game. Three one, as I mentioned at the intro, Russell getting his hat trick. For the first time with us, I mean, he's he was close a few weeks back, right when he got that brace, and sadly he got subbed out. But in this match, I think coach realized like we need to keep him right because Indy scored early on in the second half in the fifty-first minute. So smart move on coach. You know, I'm usually one that is always critical about subs coming in late and all that, but I'm glad he didn't sub Russell out because he wouldn't have been able to get that goal and it would have been a shame right being so close to it yep straight up let's talk a little bit more about the game i know sharon jorge maybe you as well you guys were there a little bit later because of that situation we already talked about and you may have had to watch the two goals on the replay but but how was it like what what did you guys think overall the match and then we'll we'll look at the goals individual i'm gonna let jorge go because i think he saw he i think he saw the goals yeah, I saw. I was able to watch that test all three goals, and um, I mean, I, I think I was barely on my second sip of my beer when the first goal came in. Like, uh, it was just, Did you it, just it say, was a was it Modelo? You were on the second sip of your Modelo beer, correct? Yeah, my beer. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I, I was barely like heading to the uh, to see it when when I hear. I mean, I was watching the game while, while looking for my seat, and then all, all of a sudden I see him on the box and you know, chipping the ball. And I was like, what? Already? Like, okay, it's about to be a good game. So, I mean, at the game, I think it was very, uh, obviously, you know, Sacramento dominated the whole entire, you know, uh, game. Uh, there were a few times where I thought, you know, Indy was going to really step up. But, you know, our defense is solid. You know, our defense is just amazing. Um, and, and, you know, be able to, I think they were able to control a lot of the midfield, you know, with, you know, obviously uh, Jack Gare on the side, you know, and, and, and Keiko in the middle. I, I don't know. It just, I think the whole game was just 100% Sacramento. Like I said, there was a few times where I thought Indy was going to 
kind of make things their way. But like I said, defense step up, you know, really great. You know, it's funny because I, when I got there and I saw that we had already scored two goals, thank you, Luis, for pulling this up. When I saw that we had already scored two goals, not only was I deflated that I missed them, but I had been watching on my iPhone while waiting in line, you know, to get through. And then texts were coming in from my family saying, yay, we're ahead, 2-0. It's like, okay, I mean, screw it. But I will say, literally, you didn't even have to watch this match because it was almost like Indy 11 didn't know how to play against us. I mean, they tried a couple times to do some penetration. There were a couple of little close calls and, you know, Danny Vidiolo had to move his feet because, you know, he had to, you know, make a couple deflections or a couple saves. But overall, it felt like, I mean, it felt like we were just, like Laura Jorge said, we were so freaking dominant in this whole match. It was crazy. And yeah, Luis uh, Felipe pulled the first yellow like eight minutes in or whatever it was, which is ridiculous. It's like, anyhow, I think I want to change him, change to him for my yellow card leader again this year. But anywho, um, so there was that part of it. But then the third goal, the third goal was the most remarkable goal. And I know you're going to review these goals. The third goal that Russell Cicerone scored was something that we ought to do more often with Luther not getting back in time to get onside, right? And getting right. set up. I think it was Zico. Was it Zico who yeah. made the, the outlet pass? Zico. This, yes. this was an amazing outlet pass that everybody thought Luther was going to go after, but of course he he knew he was offside. So he kind of made like a pretend attempt at it, but didn't touch it. Russell comes from an onside position, runs through their defense had stopped because the deep, their defense in D 11's defense thought, Oh, the ref's going to blow the whistle because Luther's offside. And then here comes Russell. And it's like, freaking yes. And he just, it's all, it was like mm. clinical finishing. The dude knew exactly what he was doing. Zico knew exactly. He wasn't playing it to Luther. He knew he was playing it to Russell, making a run. That, in my mind, was the goal of our season, smartly played by Luther, pull, you know, pulling himself, getting off sides and stopping their defense from even thinking of going after Russell. It was beautiful. What did you think about that, Luis? No, I mean... I really enjoyed seeing that goal as well because we know that Russell is a really smart player and you know he'll like just come around you and you won't even notice it right and we saw the same thing yesterday that we've been seeing season you know and throughout all these different games and I keep saying it game by game that it seems like the guy's been with us already for more than a year <laughs> because of how well he understands the play and you know the hunger for goal that he has and he plays for the city right he's like yeah, I mean, I don't know again who brought him to us. I we always say Danny, maybe just being that they were old teammates, but shout out to whoever did, whatever agent, you know, whoever like spied him first, because I'm surprised that Pittsburgh let that guy go because he's a guy that I know it's gonna be unpopular opinion, but I really do think that he deserves to be an MLS and maybe other leagues as well, because his talent is like going above USL level. Okay, Luis, I'm going to stop you right there. Shut your mouth. We don't want him to leave ever. You know, I hate it. I hate it when we talk about players going MLS on us because it's like, no, shut your mouth, Luis Arbato. <laughs> but, but we yeah. want the best. We want the best. I get it. We want them 
But Kiko <laughs> last night, Kiko had a breakout game as far as assists and almost goals. But, you know, look at what he did. He was fabulous. Do you want to review the individual goals or are we good? What do you want to yeah. do? Yeah, let, let's talk about the goals um, that were scored at every single uh, Russell goal here in the match. Uh, first one being the goal that we were talking about earlier, the chip goal, the one that Jorge almost was able to, to see there as he was walking back to the sea. And just how great it was to see one of these goals. And I wish I would have been there watching it because there's nothing like watching those like chip goals. And, you know, Russell knows where to put the ball at, right? I mean... It just well, lent itself to just have it there. Luckily, the defender has a slight deflection to the ball, and it just kind of just was there perfect for Russell to just chip it over the goalkeeper. Nothing the goalkeeper could do because at that point he was already like beginning to fall down. And we get the first goal in, what, two, three minutes of play, which is super early for us to even get a goal. I don't even know if we've gotten a goal that early this season yet. It was, <laughs> empty, it was empty. I was surprised. Like, how would it, how can you even start a game with those fans? <laughs> I know. And and we were, te- I was texting people. I was texting Connor Sutton and I texted uh, Tim Stallings. It's like, can we delay the start of the game? Because we were all sitting out there on Exposition Boulevard, not able to get in, right, to see the game. And so, so get this. John was telling us when to honk our horns you know, so that we could be heard from a distance as fans. So we had John in the chat saying, honk now, honk, get loud. Well, I don't know if any of us did it. I I sure didn't because I was going to piss off all the people around me thinking that I was trying, you know, trying to filch in on their spot. So I didn't, I did not honk my horn, John, sorry. But it was, oh my God, to know that this goal was scored that way was freaking nuts. It was nuts. And Jorge, you got a chance to see it. Luis, you saw it on TV. Yeah. I mean, that just was happy hearts, right? It got us off guard, too. Not gonna lie. We're not expecting such an early goal, like, you know. And I mean, that, that was that from there was that day. Like, I knew that, oh, yeah, we got this. We're going to win, you know. And I mean, give credit to Sebastian, you know, look at him putting a lot of pressure on the defense, the keeper, you know. And, and it was all, you know, uh, good well overall. But their goalkeeper, he came like way far out before. About before. Uh, go, their goalkeeper was, I don't know. I was actually sitting with uh, Carlos Aldana, uh father, so um, we were we were talking about him too. <laughs> As you should, uh, you know, anytime you sit yeah, with yeah, goalkeeper's we're, daddy, we're, we're, you're going to talk about the goalkeeping and how crap they yeah, were. Yeah, we're talking about goalkeepers, right? Yeah, we are. So yeah, talk smack. Jorge knows everybody. I need to get Jorge's autograph. Let me get my Sharpie out. <laughs> Actually, I like to say people know me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, no, the Indy 11 goalkeeper was a disaster yesterday, especially, you know, in those first couple of goals. And, you know, I got to say, looking at the replay, even if the defender doesn't touch the ball, I still think that Russell could have still pulled like a strong shot, would have gone to like the one of the corners. Yep. But it was nice that he did because the goal looks much better in this fashion of tripping where <laughs> it's just on the ground, right? So shout out to that indie defender for <laughs> giving it that one little touch. So that way, and also with a little bounce, so it lends itself to a nice little chip as it happened. But yeah, watching it on TV, I was like, it's going to be a goal. Once I saw Russell like get to it, I was like, yep, he's got it. It's going to be in. So 
yeah, early on we we'd score the goal and you know we were up one nil, but then we move on to the next goal, which happened not too long afterwards, right? I mean, we thought when I saw this, I was like, this game is gonna be a four nil five nil game, right? Or a game in which we at least scored four or five goals and none of our predictions are right and whatnot. But once again, Russell getting the second goal and what was one of those goals that you know Russell's not gonna miss it, even though. Yes, you know, the defender almost blocked it <laughs> because, you know, you got it blocked first. And then I was like, Russell, you got to do this. You got an empty net right there. Just put it above their heads. Make sure that they don't get to it. And luckily, the defender did not get to it. But he was close. But what do you guys think? So that was three times that Russell had to shoot the ball. Thank God he never gave up, you know. <laughs> Thank God he never gave up. And I'm looking at whether we framed the goal correctly. So you had um, you had uh, Seba in the in the top in the top on the left side. You had Russell trailing, and I'm looking to see if there was anybody on the on the right side. I think Kekko's coming in late for uh, for the right side. You know to you know to try to make sure that it, if anything was a knockdown rebound, we had the goal framed properly because you always want left, right, and center. Jorge knows this because he. Played for my ex-husband, Ron Prabhu, and Ron always talked about framing the goal, and I will never forget that. You know, you got somebody in the front, somebody in the rear post, you know, when you're making your runs, and then somebody a trailing. Not a corner kick, but when you're actually, you know, trying to frame and shoot and receive across those sorts of things, you got to, the positioning has to be spot on. So it looked like we were roughly, you know, getting ready for knockdowns and rebounds. We had two attackers up, and we had another one coming in for the knockdown rebound situation, but... Thank God Russell was able to uh, tap it in while I was sitting in freaking traffic. Thank you very much, Cal Expo. Yeah, I think I think this the second goal kind of set the tone where some of the players, you know, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I thought Cicerone was kind of a little quiet uh, the last uh, few games, counting the cup game. But I mean, you can see right there how the ball is following Cicerone. You know, the first goal, he got the rebound off the you know defender. And now, I mean, not once, not twice, three times the ball bounced back to him. So it was like if the ball was, hey, I, come on, give me in, give me in, you know. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of one of, you know, one of those things where, uh, you know, when players, you know, everything goes their way. You know, everything is just, just try to be there, you know. And, and, and like you said, you know, Ron was actually very good about, you know, follow the shot and, like I say, frame the goal, you know. And, and you know, like right there, you know, Cicerone, you know, he's, he's never giving up. and. The ball doesn't give up on him either. You're right. The ball did not give up on him. That's a perfect way, Jorge, to put it. Luis, don't you think? Yes, the, exactly. That defines the whole goal in itself, right? <laughs> Paul was like, <laughs> keep on going. And I mean, in that last shot, he had the open net, right? He was like, of course, you have three defenders that are on the same side that he just shot at. And he had an open net over there on that side. So it was like, hey, let me put it there, right? Because you got three guys, including the guy I was cracking up with this too, right? The defender who just like lands himself up in case the guy who ends up blocking it doesn't block it. But he ends up leaving all the one side open where Russell ultimately shoots it right there. And like I said, luckily, the same guy who blocked it once did not get to block it the second time because I would have been like, what's up with this guy? Like he just blocked it twice. Now it would have been the other way around. Like that's the guy who has the magnet towards the ball, right? The defender. <laughs> Because it just keeps yeah. hitting him. That's crazy nuts. And then we get a yellow card, and it's Luis Felipe. <laughs> and you know what? Thank you, John, 
because you predicted that Sack would pull the first yellow, and we did, and I got a point. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you got the first uh, one there too. And of course, Luis Felipe, who last season he was a yellow card man, right? The one that <laughs> got that too. But I personally thought eh, it's a little early on for a yellow card, but you know the referee. All that goes right. I mean, there oh was a God. couple questionable calls, but luckily we won, and I'm not complaining Ugh. as much. So, well, not complaining when we win, but we we there was almost the refuse suck chant coming out a few times when uh, <laughs> literally whatever foul we committed against them, they would commit the same foul against us, and no whistle, mm. no stoppage, no nothing, and it'd be like our guys are laying on the ground, going, "Okay, this is nice." I just got totally like pummeled sideswiped whatever and the referee didn't blow there was one he did call but you know and that, i think he could maybe hear me in the background saying thank <laughs> you for making it whatever even besides saying ref you suck okay i mean in, 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 indy got more yellow cards didn't they got like three or four thing at the end of the game did they? uh i think the second half i think they got the most um we, we had a uh, bunch we had three or four yeah, it, it was three for both sides. Um, so maybe a bit even, but I think Indy could have gotten maybe a couple more cards. In fact, there was one play that was a lot similar to the play where Luis Felipe got that red card, right? The elbow to the right. face, if you guys saw that one. Surprised that wasn't called, right? Given the fact that Luis Felipe did get the red card, even though, you know, it was later uh, uh, changed. But, you know, could have been one, right? I mean, it's all a fast play. I'm surprised that. The referee didn't do that, but you know okay, what? So the, the Ricardo Fierro school is uh, happening already, right? So we, yeah. we know how that goes. <laughs> right. So this is really strange. I would have sworn on my life that we had more possession than Indy 11. And it shows that Indy 11 having 52% possession and us only 48, which is less. I would have, I could have sworn that ours was a, a better possession, but I, I suppose. We interrupted each other, you know, the team, you know, each team interrupted the other's accuracy and passing and possession a little bit. So I, it did not feel that way to me, but that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I disagree with that too. I thought Dr. Bullock dominated the whole game. I mean, like I say, only a few times Indy kind of, you know, was knocking on the door, but, but like you said, maybe, yeah, they, they didn't interfere on those connections, you know, but. It's a win. We took the win, so doesn't matter. Win over possession. Yeah, not complaining. I want to see the. Oh, now we have. Oh, sorry, we have to suffer <laughs> through their goal. Dang it, Luis Urbano. Why do we have to watch Indy's goal? It's just going to bring me down for a second. Yeah, because I think it's good for us to actually be able to see where we went wrong and what we need to fix, right? Because another team again. It could be a whole different scenario if we're talking about, say, a San Antonio, and they might end up, you know, tying after, you know, getting the first goal. So good for us to see this because it did happen early on in the second half and it shocked us. We were still playing good. I think none of us even expected Indy to even get a goal. It seemed like it was going to be another clean sheet for Danny because we were dominant, like you guys said, right? I mean, possession wise, I think we were good until that point. I think why they end up maybe getting slightly more possession is because. After they get this goal, the guys are motivated. They were like, hey, you know what? We This game was lost. Now this game could be tied because we're scoring early on. And that's, again, one thing that we need to keep our eyes on. When you're winning up 2-0, don't let that first goal get scored on you, especially so early on in the uh, second half because 
it could have been a different entire match for us. But we need to be more, I think, conscious about the fact that any team that isn't doing good, they're dependent on those set pieces. And we've seen that happen, right? I mean, even when we haven't done so good, we've been like, hey, take advantage of those corner kicks. And who ends up losing their mark is Jared and Luis Felipe. But I want to put it more on Jared because Jared was in front of the guy who ends up actually catering the ball. And that shouldn't happen, right? You have two guys and you let the guy who scores the goal be in between those two guys and still get the goal, right? Jared forgot to do swivel head Matt Mahoney style. Yeah, I do, I do think Danny should have shot, though. I think Danny should have shot. He should have, I think so. I've seen Danny making saves uh, and I, I, I think maybe, you know, me, I I would expect him maybe to block that one. Uh, I, but like I say, it's easy to judge, very easy to judge, you know, but um, knowing Danny, you know, I think, like I say, I don't know. That's just my opinion. That Danny could have saved that one? Yeah, I think so. I, I think Danny has done such an amazing job, you know, and, and, and you know, it's it just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, like I say, it's very easy to judge, you know, from, from watching, you know, outside. But, you know, I just feel like he went too far left too soon. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's right there. You see, I mean, you can see the ball going through his hand, basically. So, oh. um, yeah. I, I don't, but like I say, I that's just my opinion, you know. <laughs> yeah, so between the two defenders and, and Danny. Well, that's gonna right there, like, ah, it just. Good point. Uh, Good point, Jorge. I mean, I see what you see. I see what you see. But right the communication, okay, we know Luis Felipe doesn't talk much. He probably <laughs> needed to let Jared know, that, excuse me, that the flighted ball was coming to him. And Jared mm. didn't even jump. No. Or if he did jump, he jumped too late, or he, he, the guy was on his back, so he couldn't jump. Whatever they scored against us, we can move on because we ended up getting another goal, <laughs> and it, you know the guy threw the hat on the field, and everything was beautiful. So, moving on. <laughs> yeah, but Luis Felipe should have probably been in Jared's position there because Luis Felipe is a lot taller, and I think he's a better jumper. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely shown that too. So it's a shame, but yeah, I'll see what Horka sees in the fact that. Also a Danny B mistake as well, but the bounce is what I think end up just like messing him up. As a goalkeeper, you're expecting in any any shot, any header. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. keeper that is just going to be sitting there, you know, and you got to expect you're a goalkeeper. Like they want to score on you. So as a goalkeeper, you expect any sort of header. Bounce. That's what they practice though for, you know, they practice those kind of shots, you know, they, they practice those set pieces, but, you know, unlucky. Uh, it is what it is, you know, I mean, didn't get any worse. But like I say, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's all team, you know, it's all team defense, you know, and next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, because Jorge, you know, Jorge has played and he's also coaching right now. Um, he's coached for many years. So I, I think I, th- I, I I like the way you kind of spread the, um, I don't want to say the blame or the responsibility. You've, you've kind of shared the responsibility is shared. It is a team uh, you know, full team effort. So it's good to re- it's good to reanalyze this. And you know darn well, Luis, the team is watching this particular goal. And mm-hmm. the coach is, you know darn well, the coach is saying you guys have to communicate. You guys have to, you know, figure this mm-hmm. one out. So they'll figure it out. They totally will figure it out. We'll probably see m- more of Lee Desmond, um, mm-hmm. you know, just just because he's making minutes, he's making his way in on minutes. So anyhow, let's go see the last <laughs> goal that we scored, the hat trick 
let's look at this puppy because this one, you'll see what I talked about, how this was brilliant and they need to practice it more. Make it intentional where, and, <laughs> and if any other team is listening to this podcast, don't listen because I like the way this goal was scored, how Luther was offsides and the other team <laughs> froze because they were expecting the whistle to go. And then Russell comes out from behind. This was brilliant. Yeah, for sure. And it started off with, I mean, just a nice play just even before, you know, the rest of the moment that you describe uh, Sharon too, because you have Algros Mayer, as I like to call Matt, right? Give a good pass to Luther, who actually gives just a, a fancy pass, right? Like I like to call it, right? Like a heel over to Zico, who's right there. I mean, they understand each other. These guys have already been playing for a while. They came from us right last season. So they have that understanding. And I think they've played in a couple of games together as well. Right. And then Zico, smartly right, holds onto the ball and then sees, which... It would be interesting to ask Zico because I think that his original intention was to pass it to Luther, of course, right? Because I wouldn't think he would just lend it right there and expect Russell to go get it. But Luther was smart. And how many times have we seen players, and not just with us, right? I'm just talking just in general, get to the ball when they're clearly offside. And then us as fans are like, come on, dude. Like, you were right there. You knew that you were offside. Like... (laughs) Get back inside, right? Or don't even touch it. You should have let the other guy come through. And I'm happy, like you mentioned, Sharon, that he just did that. And smart move on Russell to be like, hey, he's not going to touch it. Let me run. Or if he does, hey, at least I was right there ready to get it just in case. And he gets opened right away. And I mean, when I saw that, I was like, this has got to be Russell's hat trick because he's got an open net. All the indie players went thinking it's going to be outside. So their unfortunate circumstance, it wasn't <laughs> because uh, he never touched the ball. Although I think that I've seen other matches where you just don't know what the ref will call. And sometimes some refs actually do call it as an offside just because the pass was geared towards the man who was actually in offside. But luckily this yeah. ref was they, you know. they would call it if the person who was in the offside position was uh, interfering with the play, which he did not. And that's the only time they would call an offside player who didn't touch the ball. They would call him in an offside position if he interfered somehow with the play. And this time, Luther did not interfere. He didn't interfere at all with the play. And Russell comes from behind from an onside position and boom, open goal. Basically, one defender going, crap, they didn't call, they didn't (laughs) blow it. So he had to try to go mark Russell. So yeah, yeah, I think the only time a ref should call that is if. Like if Luther was standing in front of the goalie or if he like elbowed <laughs> the defender at the last minute or something goofy like that. So that oh, yeah. happened. <laughs> and on we went to the hat trick. And I'm well, wondering that, if you yeah. can see on the ground, I think there's a hat in front of somebody. I think the hat went down already. We'll see if they show the hat being thrown onto the ground. You know, I, I didn't see it on TV. I know you guys okay. mentioned it and I was like, I didn't even know what was going on. You guys mentioned a hat. I thought it was just Jared's meme, like about a hat being thrown, but I didn't know that there was a literal hat thrown on the pitch after he scored the goal. We didn't see it on TV, at least. I know we've got it. We, if we ever have a hat trick again situation, <laughs> everybody needs to make write their name inside their hat so they get it back. And then um, when the hat gets thrown onto the uh, onto the pitch, which I don't think we do see a hat, but when the hat gets thrown onto the pitch, you know we can retrieve our hats. This was fabulous. This was so Russell Cicerone. This thing was 
this thing was meant to be. This game was his game. His game. I mean, I'm seeing three three movies, you know, in this in this goal. Number one, I see um uh Tico recognizing that he's he's going one B three. So he knows that he needs to hold, wait for somebody. Uh yes, he sees Luther and once again the ball wants to follow his running, you know. So it's kinda like, you know, it was meant to happen, you know, like I mean, what are the chances, you know, because Tico is thinking about passing to Luther. Luther recognizes that's the second movie. You know, he recognizes that oh, there's someone coming and I'm outside. He knew he was outside. And obviously that's the third and final movie that I see is uh finishing the goal, you know. But you know, what a great job for the the you know strikers recognizing the moment, you know, um and you know, knowing that they can almost talk with their mind, you know, like go there while I do this and I do this, you know. That's what I saw, you know, like three great clips. And, you know, right there, like recognizing, you know, I'm, I'm 3v1, I'll rather wait, make a turn, Luther, you know, making, pulling defenders too, obviously. And then uh, Cicerone finishing strong right there. So what a great goal too. Great. I think, so I think that was, that was my favorite one, I think, all three. And I wish someone would have taken video of the hat, Sharon, because it would have been nice to, to see that moment there. But yeah, new tradition that I didn't know about too. I guess you said that it's something that is done, but I've never seen it done. Personally, too, but maybe it's a European thing. Might be a European thing. It also might be a hockey thing. Yeah, hockey mm. for sure. Hockey for sure, I know. But either way, you know, it's a hat trick, 3 1. I'm a happy girl. Yeah. And like I said at the beginning, I mean, it's been a while since we saw a player score a hat trick. In fact, it was back in 2019. I'm trying to recall exactly who it was, but 2019 was last time that we saw someone. So it was long overdue for us to see someone score and i know we were talking about in the group chat that you know longer gone the days when we would actually suffer in uh goal droughts right we would go to games and we would be praying that we would even see one goal <laughs> regardless of the score right it's like just give us one goal we want to celebrate something like don't leave us scoreless right sharon for a, four years of drought and this is just <laughs> absolutely lovely to be you know, have the drought broken up well i shouldn't say last year wasn't as bad of a drought it was a little drought like but um, this year is entirely different. However, I hate San Antonio because they have more <laughs> goals for than us, which sucks big ones because they had a 7-0 win. Um, 7-0. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, which sucks because, yeah, we don't want that. All right. So let's move on to podcast winner dinner. And y'all might not hear me as excited because I didn't get any points, but all good. <laughs> I'll be able to do a comeback. It's still early on and we're not that far away from each other. But uh, in this last match, both Sharon and Jared got a point. Sharon got first yellow card, Sac Republic, or I should say John, right? And with Jared, Scott got the first goal score with Russell. So they both move on with one point. So it's currently standing at Sharon with eight points, Jared seven, and I am at the bottom with five points. So... We have two games, though, Wednesday and Saturday. Lots of things can happen really quick. In fact, we didn't even realize. We were like, wait, we have a game on Wednesday already, right? (laughs) We were thinking already about Oakland on Saturday. But let's talk about this upcoming game against Orange County this Wednesday over at Championship Stadium and our predictions for that. So, Sharon, what do you have for us? Okay, so I predict... Um, a clean sheet. I think it's only going to be a 2-0 because we are we don't score a lot of goals on the road. 2-0, Sac Republic. And I'm still going to go with Seba getting a goal here. 
And if he does not see the pitch, I'm actually going to go bravely forward with, oh, Russell, just in case Seba's injured and he can't see the pitch. And then first yellow, I'm going to go with Orange County this time. All right. And then for Jared, since he's not on, uh, his prediction for the game is a 2-1 SRFC win. He thinks we don't get the clean sheet there. First goal scorer, Luis Felipe. And if he's not there, then Russell is also his backup. First yellow card, Sac Republic. Okay. And what's your prediction? For me, I'm going to go with a 1-0. I'm going to go ahead and do that again. Us winning SRFC. First goal scorer, Russell. And if he doesn't happen to see the pitch, then I'll go with Seba. First yellow card, I'm going to go with OC. There you go. And then so. for, do we want to talk about Sac Oakland? Because I've got Tina's predictions. Yeah, let's go ahead and also talk about that one. And for all the listeners, uh, this is another match in which we have a proxy. Sharon is going with Tina this time. So what did Tina have for you? Tina predicted us 2-1. First yellow card is Oakland. And she has Russell as the goal scorer and then uh, Seba if Russell doesn't play. All right. And then for Jared, Jared is going with Scott once again. And Scott actually said... 2-1 2-1 win for Sac Republic. First goal scorer, Gurr. And if he is not there, then Seba is the second option. First yellow card goes for Sac Republic. Okay. And then so. Jorge is picking for you. So, Jorge, what's the score versus Oakland? I think Oakland, um, I think I'm going to call it 2-0, Sac Republic. And I think, I think I'm going to go, I have to, I have faith on my, my partner and my, my good friend, Keiko. Uh, scoring the first goal. And if not, uh, I think it's going to be uh, Seba. Okay. Yeah. Like if Keko doesn't play, that's the only reason why we have backups because if somebody doesn't play. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then who gets the first yellow? I'm going to give it to Oakland. Oakland. Okay. Yeah. I love this. We all have Seba as our backup. <laughs> uh, that's so cute that if any of our guys don't play, Seba's in our in our pocket. I love it. Okay. So we've got our predictions and we're we're moving on. And now we talk a little bit about standings and we'll keep it brief, but we still hate um San Antonio <laughs> for their goal <laughs> differential situation, but we have fewer goals against. So Nina Nina, San Antonio. Yeah, and we're still in first place, first place overall, not just in the West, 21 points. The next team below us in the West and just overall is El Paso with 19 points, which El Paso has had quite a comeback, right? I mean, who, who would have expected that, especially after losing in the Open Cup once again the first round? They're they're the old El Paso of old. This is what El Paso was, not last season, but the season before. This mm-hmm. is classic El Paso. So There's well. El Paso that took us out of the playoffs a few years back, right? And that right. one game that we all remember that was uh, tough as well. And Below them, yeah, San Antonio is there with their 7-0 win. I still don't know how they beat Charleston Battery, who's currently first place in the East, 7-0, right? Like, what a shocker. You would have thought they would have scored 7 on Las Vegas, but not on the first place team (laughs) in the East. So, interesting situation. And if Jared was here, we would talk about a brief USL and Saw mystery on how some teams scored a lot of goals against a team that beat other difficult teams and... It's just a weird USL, I think. But luckily, we're not mixed in that weirdness. Hopefully, we don't get mixed into that. But uh, the good thing, though, is that we have a game in hand, though. So even though 
it might sound like they're only two points behind us. They do have 10 games played, whereas we only have nine games played. So still got one more game. We could still be, uh, you know, further than they are there. Uh, but on the East, Charleston Battery with 18 already has 10 points. So we could be leading the way in first place overall by a lot more points than we currently are if we get the win on Wednesday and catch up uh, to games played there. But below San Antonio, you got San Diego Loyo with 17 points. Colorado Republic with 16 points. Uh, Oakland Roots also has uh, one game to catch up to the rest. They have 14 points, so they could potentially be up in uh, fourth place there. Monterey Bay's been kind of falling. They haven't been as strong as they started out, 13 points. And then Phoenix Rising is you know, starting to maybe make a comeback of their own too, right? 13 points, but nine matches played. So that's all the... Top eight positions are looking like right now as a playoff stand, but we have a good lead in terms of like, hey, how well are we positioned for playoffs? Because eight places got 13 points. We got 21 points. Same matches played. So, you know, that's eight points between one and the other. So we're doing pretty good on that end as far as like how our playoff looks, you know, are, are looking like, even though, yes, we still have a lot of games left, but it's really neat when you have that cushion room to be like, hey, well, if anything were to happen and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we start to fall off the wrong track, we still have, you know, a good cushion room, as I like to call it, between us and being in uh, the last playoff zone. Yeah, it's nice to have a good cushion. And now our goal, as you said in the very beginning, is to win or tie as many away matches as we possibly can, because we seem to do fairly well at home. But it's the road matches that make a big difference. Um, and we are away this Wednesday. And then after the Oakland match, we're away for, what is it, two games, two matches, I think. So, so Jorge, any so, thoughts here? Well, I think it's going to be very important to kind of set the tone after uh, uh, Oakland. I'm not too worried about Orange County. I mean, I'm not going to sound cocky about the team. But, you know, I have... I like to, you know, be confident about what we have. But I think uh, win against Oakland will kind of set the tone on, on this uh, two. We're going to go to Connecticut, we're going to Hartford, and then they go to go to Tampa and come back and finish in San Diego. So it's going to be, you know, three really good matches. So if you if they can take off with the win in, uh, against Oakland, that I mean, it's going to set confidence on these players, you know. Um, like I say, I don't know. Uh, this is the first time I think that USL has done this uh, interleague uh, games where they get to play once at least. Um, so it's gonna really, really set the tone, you know, with the win with Oakland. That way they can go with the confidence, you know. Hey, uh, let's let's get it like you said. Let's get a win, you know, a worst tie, um, and then you know let's get back against uh, Monterey, you know, here at home. So yeah. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to these uh, three away games that they're going to have. And one of them is going to be on a Friday too. So um, we'll see Friday night lights, you know, uh, in San Diego. So <laughs> I know that would be a great time to go traveling down, down to San Diego. Cause I would totally go, but I have my daughter's birthday on the 11th, which, you know, if not, I would have told my wife, hey, let's go to San Diego, you know, why not? <laughs> so. I know. <laughs> I know, and I'm supposed to like maybe be at somebody's birthday party on the 11th. That yeah, yeah, it's January 10th. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You told me a long time ago. Hold the date open. It's like ah, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jorge. You are yeah, it, you are a delight. 
Yeah, it's interesting schedules too, right? Because like you guys said, we have three consecutive games in which we travel all over the place, right? But two Friday games, right? In addition to that San Diego one also against Hartford, it'll be on a Friday. So I guess they're just making sure that on the weekend, we don't have to worry about, you know, being busy on a Saturday. We could actually like, you know, do whatever we want on Saturdays now. And, you know, they're giving us a little break there in between, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be quite an interesting schedule and hopefully they're managed to get those three points against Oakland. It is going to be really important because if you don't, it's going to be tough, you know, making those three trips out there and Tampa Bay starting to, you know, come back. They start off a bit slow. So there is that thing to point out. And San Diego, we we know how they are, right? We beat them at home already, but they're not an easy team when you go and play there in San Diego. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what ends up happening with all that too. But Lots of exciting games, though, even though there's three away games and we have three home games, which, again, is not my favorite thing as someone who, you know, goes from out of town <laughs> to go to games. But you know what? It's going to be an exciting summertime. There's a lot of exciting games. And if people haven't grabbed their tickets yet for any of the home games, go get them, if, especially if you want to go to the State Fair. There's the famous State Fair game that goes on. And if you want to do the double uh hitter game the double um game day experience as i like to call it on july 1st they play against rio grande toros at 8 p.m watch them and then midday at 1 p.m go watch stockton cargo play against the cal storm so get your tickets for both games i mean i, I hope that we see a lot of people uh aside from sharon <laughs> and maybe jared if he makes the trip out there at that game because it'll be great to you know be rivals in one game Kind of, basically, right? Since you guys, 916 would be supporting them. I'm supporting my 209 team. And then be friends that night, right? So <laughs> hopefully. The, the 209 versus the 916. And we're good with that. Although we have an extra area code that nobody, is it 278? I think there's one other area code. And we're kind of <laughs> like, nah, we're just going to stick with the 916. We've been the 916 for forever. So, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. I didn't even know about that, too. It's like, hey, well, they should have just. Yeah, they're still 916. We're still going to call them that. We're still going to be 916 <laughs> forever until uh, we die. But Anyhow, yeah, so that that's that. Yeah, that's that. And again, we're really looking forward to the upcoming matches and to see what goes on also in Parkes Winter Dinner and what happens there. But around the leagues, Academica, once again, another weekend in which neither uh, the women nor the men managed to pull the result that, that we all wanted to see. and. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of leave it at that. And again, it's the first two games and it was against the same team. I don't know how USL schedules their matches or why you would play against the same team two weeks. And like, like, it just doesn't make sense to me, but that's all they did it. And unfortunately, San Francisco Glens managed to take both wins once again on, on the weekend. But like I said, Cargo got the win 3-2. They did the comeback. Kyle Storm plays in a week, as Sharon mentioned already. And the rest of the teams are going to be, I believe, traveling um, for their games in the following weeks. So lots of things happening. We're really excited to see how the league progresses. And we're right there watching um, every game result and how all the things uh, go down and giving you all the results here. And also our observations when we go to the games, too. Also, Fuego didn't play this weekend. They had a week off, but they do actually play once again in uh, the following week. And we wish them the best of luck. Hopefully they can get the win. I know that it's been a bit rough. They're in last place right now in uh, League One. But 
next Saturday they play at home against uh, South Georgia Tormenta. So hopefully they manage to get the win there and you know give us a celebration there in Fresno. But it's been a bit of a you know rough start to their season, but there's still plenty of games left to, for them to catch up and make it to that playoff spot that you know we all want them to have already. All right. Well, with that being said, Sharon Jorge, first of all, Jorge, thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast today. Really appreciate you uh, subbing in for Jared, who's out in Las Vegas, uh, enjoying maybe his day before he leaves. I think he maybe leaves tomorrow, but thank you again for being on. Oh, no, anytime. It was a pleasure. It's an honor. Thank you, Sharon, for the invite, too. Absolutely. Jorge, you are the best. Thank you so much for <laughs> stepping in. Appreciate you more than you know. Thank you. Thank you. And I will get your autograph next time. I'll give you an autograph next time. <laughs> it's a standing joke. I think that'll go to the yeah. grave. I'll give you an autograph. Yep. I'll give you my autograph. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, any last uh, final parting words here before um, we say goodnight? Hey, go Republic, man. Let's uh, let's take it to Orange County and, and bring home the win. And, uh, you know, for all the fans that are listening, really appreciate you and you know, keep going and we'll be back uh, probably after the Oakland match. We'll have another podcast. So stay tuned. We have a good one, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Watch the game on Wednesday as we play against Orange County at 7 p.m. at Championship Stadium. And then uh, go get your tickets for the game next Saturday against Oakland. Let's make sure we're louder than the Oakland fans because we've already experienced them coming over, right? Sharon knows this. They have been really loud and they're going to bring people, especially being that the match is going to be on a Saturday. So yeah. be prepared to get, you know, a Bay Area invasion. And yeah, yeah, they're really loud. And I just heard them, you know, against the cargo and they brought like 15, 20 fans for that game. So you can only imagine against Sacramento, they bring, you know, two buses maybe of like maybe 40, 50 fans. So it'll be, let's, it'll be let's be out there. Let's be louder than them. Louder. <laughs> it's our home. Our so. Home. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the podcast as usual. We really appreciate it. And have a great night or morning whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Do the mariachi music. Oh, I didn't have that one ready. I'm going to have to figure that one out. All right. Let me see if I can find mariachi. If not, it'll just be Latin music. Well, let's go. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. You got to have mariachi on Mother's Day. That's true. Yeah. Well, I'll see if I can find one, too. If there's a free mariachi song out there. <laughs> Okay. It is with great relief and pride to share we've prevailed over the Indiana 11th Volunteers today. Whether it was our determination, their feet failed them, or not all of their wagons arrived, it's hard to tell. All I do know is we can breathe easy again tonight. Dearest Ray Bear, we share your relief in your victory against the 11th Volunteers. We saw the dust of their retreat, and we cheered from our positions nearby. Rest well, my son, eat well, and enjoy the spoils of victory. Love, Mother. Sorry. Oh, Luis, edit. <laughs> I said it. I said a bad word. I'm so sorry. You just got beat that sign. Yeah, I'm the saltiest one, Jorge, on all the podcasts. Well, you know, you listen. I don't blame um, you. <laughs> um, 